Good evening, all. <laughs> the meeting of the May, May 3rd uh, Madison Common Council meeting will come to order, and the clerk will call the roll to ascertain attendance. Alder Kimball. Alder King. Here. Alder Palm. Here. Alder Fair. Here. Alder Rummel. Present. Alder Skidmore. Here. Alder Revere. Here. Alder Wood. Here. Alder Zellers. Here. Alder Aarons. Here. Alder Belde. Alder B. Darcila. Here. Alder Carter. Here. Alder Cheeks. Here. Alder Clear. Here. Alder Marv. Here. Alder Eskridge. Here. Alder Gruber. Alder Hall. Here. Alder Harrington McKinney. Mr. President, we have a quorum. Thank you. Quorum is established. And I'll just say, uh, forgive me in advance if I'm, I'm a little rusty. I haven't been up here for several years. So uh, um, the first item on the agenda will be uh, suspension of the rules. President Pro Tem Rummel, please. Thank you. I'd like to suspend rules 2.04, order of business, 2.05, introduction of business, 2.24, ordinances, and 2.25, resolutions for items so designated on the agenda. Is there a second? It's been moved and seconded to uh, suspend the customary rules that we do at every meeting. Those in favor of the suspension of the rules will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The rules are suspended for those items so designated on the agenda. Another customary item is the uh, uh, first honoring resolution, and that they seem to uh, we seem to be blessed every year with the Madison Memorial Boys Swimming and Diving Team, thanks to their great success every year. So, uh, with that, I'd like to uh, recognize Alder Person Clear. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I have the honor of reading the resolution again. Uh, I'm yeah. not getting tired of this. Have even a formal motion you are. first. <laughs> A formal motion first. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, moved adoption of item one. Second. Sorry. All the person clear. Thank you. Whereas the James Madison Memorial High School Spartans Boys Swimming and Diving Team capped off an undefeated 2015-2016 season by capturing the school's sixth straight and 16th overall WIAA State Division I title, the most state meet championships of all time. And whereas the Spartans won following a commanding performance that earned them first place honors with 314 points from 11 Spartan swimmers and divers. And whereas the Spartan performances were led by seven seniors, Ben Gebhardt, Calvin Jensen, Baird Miller, Elliot Patterson, Riley Patton, Rory Sanchez, and Justin Temprano. And whereas the Spartans were well served by Justin Temprano, winning the 100-yard backstroke for the third consecutive year with a time of 49.49 seconds. And whereas the Spartans, for a sixth year in a row, claimed victory in the 200-yard medley relay, while winning the 200-yard freestyle relay for the fifth consecutive year, and also winning the 400 free relay. And whereas the Spartans were ably led to the team championship by Coach Paul Eckerly, his assistant coaches Ben Anderson, Carl Richters, and diving coach Phil Lyons. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Mayor and Common Council congratulates Coach Paul Eckerly, Coach Ben Anderson, Coach Carl Richters, Diving Coach Phil Lyons, and the entire Spartan Boys Swimming and Diving team on their successful season and Division I state championship, adding another banner to the pool wall. And be it further resolved that the Mayor and Common Council recognizes the support of parents, Spartan Boys Swimming and Diving team student body, and all Spartan fans during the championship season. Thank you.
Well, thank and, you. And, Coach, you know the drill. You've been here so many times. <laughs> Congratulations, and please thank go you. ahead. Um, so uh, we didn't have a very good showing tonight because a lot of guys are back in the pool training already, and their, their club coaches wouldn't give them the night off. But I do have uh, Calvin Jensen, who came directly from track practice. Uh, oh, play practice. You're not doing track. He's, see, he's so versatile. He went from doing track <laughs> to doing the play. So that, that's impressive. Uh, Calvin had his. This was the first time Calvin swam at the state meet this year. He swam in the 50 free and did an awesome job as a senior. And next year we got Ben Gephardt, who uh, was on the state championship uh, 200 medley relay for the third year in a row, and also got fourth place in the 100 fly. And doing it with a couple of torn ligaments in his hand was pretty darn impressive. So, and Ben was one of our captains as well. But uh, thank you very much, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. <laughs> thank you all very much, and congratulations again, gentlemen. We'll see you next year. So uh, on the motion, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. Uh, next item on the agenda is petitions and communications, agenda item two. Uh, we have a petition from uh, LB Ventures Property requesting attachment from the town of Middleton. President Pro Tem Rummel. Oh. Is there a second? To accept. I think the motion technically is to accept the petition. Any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, aye. no. The ayes have it. The petition is accepted. Is there any early public comment? No. At this point, then, we'll uh, have the presentation of the consent agenda, President Pro Tem Rommel. Thank you, um, President Revere. So um, before you on your table is the consent agenda. Um, items 3 through 17 are public hearing items. Item for disclosure is item number 40. Um, Although I do not see Elder Gribber, he would disclose that he performs with one of the grant recipients and recuses himself on this item. Um, for extra, the following are extra majority items, um, which are recorded as a unanimous vote unless a roll call or exclusion is requested. Number 33, legislative file 42385, a resolution authorizing the mayor and city clerk to execute an agreement with the Board of Regents and the University of Wisconsin to accept a grant award from, for planning. Um, item number 35, legislative file number 42469, amending the fire department's 2016 operating budget to receive four South Central Healthcare Coalition micro grant awards. Item number 36, legislative file number 42477, amending the 2016 adopted operating budget to transfer $52,000 from the Economic Development Division, $5,000 from the PSED Office of the Director, and $7,000 from the Contingent Reserve to authorize the City of Madison to enter into a contract with the Madison Central Improvement District. This, there is a registration on this item, so it will be pulled off this um, consent agenda. Um, or off the, ex ex you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> item number 21, um, legislative file number 42718, report of the mayor designating emergency interim successors. Um, this is not a 15-vote uh, item recommended action except. 
Uh, number 22 uh, starts the consent agenda with additional recommendations. Um, 22, legislative file 29164, um, authorizing the grant of license to Galactic Winds LLC for the installation and maintenance of private underground electric line facilities in the city of Madison. Item number 23, legislative file number 41901, amending substitute resolution res-15-00436, file number 37360, adopted on May 19, 2015, to authorize the selection of a portion of Census Tract 20 as a focus for a concentration neighborhood planning process. Um, Number 87, legislative file 42664, substitute authorizing information technology to donate computers, laptops sent to DaneNet for refurbishment and redistribution to qualified subscribers. Item number 100, legislative file 42687, substitute amending the 2016 adopted parking utility capital budget and authorizing a contract with Electronic Data Collection Corporation for the purchase and maintenance of a parking enforcement management system. Items requested by alders to be placed on the exclusion list. Um, number 71, legislative file 42476, a resolution of the city of Madison urging the United States Senate to take action and advise and consent on the president's nomination of Judge Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court. Item number 123, legislative file number 42497, authorizing the city of Madison through its community development division to amend various purchase of service contracts to include programs selected via a competitive RFP process. This is at your desks. Thank you. Is there a second? Are there any other separations? Oh, all the person Rommel again. I would like to also separate item number 70 um, to place it on file. It is a duplicate license for the next door brewing, which is also on the agenda for at number 26. Would there be any objection to including that as part of the consent motion to place on file a duplicate item number 70? which is a um, change of license premise for uh, next door on Atwood Avenue. I don't, there doesn't appear to be any objection to that. Are there any other separations? The, the separations that, that uh, I have are agenda item 30, which is the companion to agenda item 15, uh, entertainment license application for Scotty Bar on Regent Street. So again, that's agenda item 30 that we should separate. Additionally, um, agenda item 36, as was stated, we have speakers on, which relates to downtown programming. Agenda item 71 relating to the Supreme Court nomination and agenda item 123 related to the Community Development Division's um, employment programs for youth this summer. Are there any other separations? If not, those in favor, any discussion? Those in favor of the consent motion will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The consent motion is adopted with the recommendation so noted on the agenda. We're not yet at the uh, 645 
time for public hearings. So um, why don't we go right to, if there's a, unless there's any objection, go right to agenda item number 36, of which we have at least a couple of speakers. Agenda item 36 uh, is amending the 2016 adopted operating budget to transfer $52,000 from the Economic Development Division, $5,000 from the Planning Department Office of Director, $7,000 from the Contingent Reserve to authorize the City of Madison to enter into a contract with the Madison Central Business Improvement District to fund the creation of an expanded downtown activities program focused on existing plazas around the Capitol Square and State Street. Uh, Alderperson Rommel, could we have a motion, please? Uh, the recommended motion from the Board of Estimates is to adopt. Is there a second? It is a 15-vote item. Thank you. <laughs> so we have two speakers um, wishing to speak. The, the first one is um, Matt Kozlowski uh, from Fordham Avenue uh, wishing to speak in opposition. Mr. Kozlowski. Long time no see. I'm sure you all missed me just as much as I missed you. Um, so yes, I'm the mean person who took us off the consent agenda tonight. I'm so sorry. Um, but I, I'm sure you've heard a lot of arguments one way or another about how this money could be a problem process-wise or, or anything else. Um, what I want to talk about is the impact on homelessness that this money might have um, for the Stones area and the top of State Street. Um, and, and particularly how it will affect my job and our efforts to end homelessness in town. Um, so as many of you will remember, last May we did that Zero 2016 campaign, went out and surveyed people to find out why everyone's homeless, um, why are people having trouble getting into housing, what kinds of health issues and all the other stuff, to try and prioritize who needs permanent supportive housing first and, and most. Um, the most important part of that process, though, was figuring out where people are commonly. Where can we find you if we want to come off for case management or housing services and stuff like that? And since last May, a lot of things have changed. I would say about a third or maybe less of the people that answered that survey were sleeping downstairs in front of this building. They're no longer there. Ten percent of people said they were at the central library or that was the easiest place to find them. I would guess that at least half of those people are now banned from the library, and so they can't be found there. Um, another huge chunk of people, maybe even a third of the people that answered the survey, said Bethel Lutheran, which, thanks to the county and their church council, now no longer exists, so you won't find them there. And another huge chunk of people said that you can find them at the top of State Street or at the Stones, which I'm sure there are other good intentions for the money, lots of good projects that might happen in placemaking at the top of State. But one of the undeniable end results will be chasing homeless people out of that area. Um, huge problem for us because, you know, we've got a lot of great things happening right now with rapid rehousing, the Rethke project coming online. But if we can't find those people who are most chronically homeless, suffering the most, have the least access to services, we have no way of ending homelessness in our community. We, we struggle. And so, you know, if you made a list of the top 10 people in the county who interact with homelessness on a, a you know, week-to-week -week basis, I might not be number one, but i got to be somewhere in the top ten in that list. Um, Project Bubbles Laundry, Tenant Resource Center. Half the time, case managers from other agencies come to me and say, where can I find this person? We're here to offer rapid rehousing. Hey, they got a spot in our rentability program. 
I don't know where to tell them to go. We look at their vulnerability index, that survey, and it says, you know, city, county building. And I look from there, well, they haven't been to bubbles recently. Well, they've been chased around here. They got arrested for trespassing here. And I don't know what to tell them. And one more spot where this happens makes it so much harder. Because not only do people feel like they're being chased out, but they don't trust us anymore. Um, which I had more time to speak, but yeah. Don't go for it. Alder Person Cheeks. Alder Person Cheeks, you moving to suspend the rules to grant the speaker an additional minute? Is it? Okay. Is there any objection to giving the speaker an additional minute? Seeing none. I'll be ahead, real please, quick. Yeah, the, the real problem is it, it's not just where we find people. You know, that, that's hard enough. Yes, that is a huge problem. But it's also a trust thing because a lot of homeless people, if you ask them how they feel about being in the city and, and you know, what, how they feel about the city in general and services, they'll tell you they feel attacked because they feel like they're, they're here, they're safe, and then all of a sudden, nope, just kidding, I, I can't stay here anymore. They don't like me. Oh, no, I was staying at the Stones, but then people got mad at us, so we got chased out. And that makes our lives so much harder because we're seen as that system, that, that thing, the city, those cops that come by and, and drive them out. You're not allowed to be here. And that, it, it just cripples us. We have to not only get past all the other barriers, mental health issues, drug and alcohol problems, um, serious problems with evictions in the past. We now have to gain their trust back. Um, so please don't let this be one more thing in that list. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Our next and final speaker is Susan Schmitz, representing Downtown Madison Incorporated. Thank you, and I would appreciate four minutes also, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some history that you know about, and you know about, and you know about, and it's Lisa Link Peace Park, and the work that started in November, November 12th of 2001, and we started that work about. That park, it was, a, it was a really sad, dysfunctional park, okay? And we started, we started the work talking about who's going to be there and what are they going to do there. And it was never, ever, ever about displacing people. Parks and open spaces are for everyone, Matt. Is that Matt? Matt? Okay? They're for everyone. And this is not about displacing people. It is about bringing activity to these areas. And the areas that we're talking about to bring activity is Lisa Link Park, Lower State Street, Library Mall, Upper State Street, and possibly um, Concrete Park. But, and we worked on, on the redo of Lisa Link Park for two years. You guys... Some of you here remember that. And we worked on who is going to be there and what are they going to be there and what are they going to do when they get there. We had activities. And I'm telling you, Matt, people, even the, the people who hung out there, the homeless, they came and they helped. I mean, we had this one night, we had, we had movies in the park. There were 250 people that came to that movie. And we were getting ready for it. And folks... And folks who had hung out in the park, they came and helped us get ready. Because it's not about pushing people out. It is about bringing people in. And the finishing piece to Lisa Link Peace Park, I don't know the last time you've been there, it looks absolutely beautiful. And that park was planned for events. And events for 
everyone. No one's excluded. And to see it, when we had our Doors Open event um, a week ago Sunday, and there was um, the, um, what are they called? The, oh, piano fondue. And so they had, we had pianos there from 11 to 4. And piano players were performing for that whole time. That park was filled with people. And, you know, maybe some of them are homeless. It didn't matter. They had a place to go to enjoy to enjoy the entertainment. So, and it, uh, what it did, what it did when I stood there and saw that and saw what was happening in that park after all that we had done to, um, to create a park that was for everyone, we, it needs to be programmed. And that's what this money is going for. It's going for programming to bring activity into the park. Okay, Mitch, hold on, that was three okay. minutes. Did I can, I can be done because okay. you can ask me so any questions you want. You're complete. This is about people what? and bringing people into public spaces. It's not about keeping people out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are there any questions for either of our speakers, Mr. Kozlowski or Ms. Schmitz? Seeing no questions for any of our speakers. Is there a uh, oh, older person? Balda, is that a, yeah, a, a question that. for a speaker? Okay. Yeah. Mr. Kozlowski, please. Go ahead, all the person. Uh, Matt, so are you against this because of the funding transfer or the negative impact that it will have on homeless people? If it is, uh, what kind of uh, negative impact will it have on homeless people? Yeah, I'm certainly not opposed to doing programming in public spaces. I, I think it is a, a great idea. Um, but I think in this case, it, what it, it smells like and what it, what it comes off as is a lot of people have had problems with what's happening at the park up there, the open space by the stones or other areas around the State Street area. Um, and now this is an opportunity to reset who's supposed to be there. Um, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, Ms. Schmitz or, or anyone is doing it just because they want to kick homeless people out of this area, but it's going to happen. I mean, if you go to Peace Park now, uh, how many homeless people do you see in Peace Park on a day-to-day -day basis? Maybe one or two. And a lot of those people are afraid of staying over there. If you ask them, you know, do you feel comfortable being over here? Other than the guy that's always playing the guitar and doing the tell me a joke um, thing, which he's kind of a funny guy. Um, most people don't like to hang out there because they're worried they're going to get a ticket for, for hanging out too close to that ATM. Other people got panhandling tickets back in the day, and they have that bad taste in their mouth about that area. And, and this could be that again. They'll, they'll feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to be there. This is one more spot that's just not for me, not for people that look like me. Um, so that's my, that's my fear. If there was good programming or good things that would connect, that would allow and empower homeless people that are staying up there and make sure that, you know, there's all this great stuff to connect them to services and these meal events will continue and all this other stuff, fine. I, I would have no problem with it. I don't think that's what this is. So that's my problem. Thank you. Older person, clear? Actually, not a question. I just wanted to be noted as abstaining on this item. Okay. You'll be so noted as abstaining. Are there any other questions for our speakers? Seeing none, further discussion on the item? Alderperson Kemble. Um, I would like to ask you to describe the process by which this item got to us, and I understand there were some, uh, I don't 
maybe yeah there were some I don't I don't know I, I don't want to say irregularities but this seems to be like some kind of emergency situation with funding and I'm wondering if you could explain how it got to us okay, very good so you're directing the question to me uh, is there any objection to me speaking from the chair in response to all the person Kemble's question uh, I'm happy to do so uh, unfortunately, Ms. Erdman, it looks like, took leave momentarily because because um, Planning Director Erdman also would be able to address this question uh, as well, but I'll do so from the chair here. So for those that don't know, this is the second year of the city contributing financially to a downtown programming initiative. Last year, the initiative only uh, occurred in the top of State Street. It's now been, under this proposal, expanded throughout the uh, really throughout the central business district with an emphasis on the Capitol Square and State Street. To go to the, your question, Alderperson Kimball, as to you know, perhaps why is this um, before us in the form of a budget amendment requiring a, uh, 15 votes under the statutes, uh, it's, it's, it's somewhat awkward uh, for the following reasons. Uh, first, this money was um, appropriated within the economic division the Economic Development Division's budget in the 2016 operating budget. Um, uh, the director is here and can speak to that if you have any questions of him. But it was placed there because these fees are all derived from increased revenue from vending license fees, specifically sidewalk cafes and food carts. And as many of you know, the Economic Development Division administers our street vending program. So that's why this ended up being housed in the operating budget in that, in that division. It's being proposed under this resolution to move it from where it really belongs, and that is the planning division of the planning department, uh, because the staff there are the ones that, for two years now in a row, have developed a contract with DMI and the, and the Business Improvement District. So that's the first part of the resolution is, is why it's going from one division to the other. Why the contingent reserve fund use, which I'm sure might um, be a question many of you have. We discussed this at the Board of Estimates. It really is by virtue of a recommendation from the finance department staff that it would be cleaner for our budgeting if we, um, instead of saying that uh, this additional street vending license revenue is available in the general fund, that there be a transfer specifically that we would adopt tonight potentially from the contingent reserve. But in the budget, there is an anticipated additional $7,000 specifically from food cart license fee increased revenue, which this council adopted by resolution in February of this year. The fiscal note anticipates another $7,000. That's where that figure comes from. And then the part that's a little embarrassing, we're all following my own sword here, is the remaining $10,000. We had a staff team that met for several months uh, to develop the contract for this year's programming from many different city agencies and the mayor's office. Uh, that, that staff team, in working in concert with our partners, uh, had assumed that there would be an additional $10,000 in license fee revenue because I, myself, in error, double counted a portion of the license fee revenue between what was in the adopted operating budget and the resolution that we adopted in February, increasing license fees. So it was the planning staff, not myself, but the planning department staff that, um, and specifically Ms. Erdman, who 
who recommended that we make our partners whole and that they had already been planning, budgeting, inviting performers and so forth this summer to perform downtown and that, that we, we find the additional $10,000 and in essence double counted money within their budget. $5,000 of this is from the planning division place making budget. The remaining balance is through a, a conference and travel line item in, in Ms. Erdman's internal office budget and the reality is, is that Ms. Erdman is so busy, she can't leave the city and, and attend a couple of conferences out of state that she was anticipating attending, so the money's not needed for personal travel and, and conference and trainings and so forth from her perspective. And again, it's unfortunate she's not here right now to address this herself. Yeah. Follow-up question, absolutely. A follow-up to that. Um, so... Are we in a situation where they have already have contracts, or maybe perhaps this is for Ms. Schmidt, that there have been contracts signed and they've already, um, prom uh, that money is already legally obligated under contracts to, to performers and whatnot? Ms. Schmidt, would you like to address that, please? Um, thank you. No. There are no contracts. There's plans for it in, with anticipation of it. Um, because they're, the good thing is there, there's so many available artists who want to perform, whether it be music, singing, readings, whatever, in these public spaces that um, they're just waiting for this to happen. Yeah, so, no, there aren't any contracts. Any other questions? Thank you. Are there any other thank you. questions for Ms. Schmitz? No, thank you again. Thank you. Is there any further discussion on the motion to adopt the resolution? Seeing none, then we'll come to immediate vote. Those in favor of adopting the resolution will say aye. aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. Uh, the resolution is adopted. The hour of uh, 6.45 having long since arrived, we will immediately turn to our public hearings that are scheduled to begin at 6.45. We'll start with uh, agenda item number three, a recessed public hearing uh, for alcohol license application for Lucas D. Rodriguez on University Avenue. I'll open the public hearing. There are no registrants, so I will close the public hearing. As this is a recessed hearing, why don't we uh, dispense with that first? So, Alderperson Rummel, could we have a motion, please, on agenda item number three? Move um, the, the license um, and the recommendation is to place on file without prejudice. Is there a second? Thank you. We moved and seconded to place on file without prejudice a Class B beer license for Lucas Rodriguez. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The application is placed on file without prejudice. Agenda item number four, which is a rezoning for Secret Garden Drive in the 16th Aldermanic District. I'll declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. I'll declare the public hearing closed. Alderperson Rummel. I move Legistar 39300, report of the Planning Commission with the recommendation to adopt. Is there a second? With conditions. Second. Been moved, moved by Alderperson Rummel, seconded by Alderperson DeMarb to. Adopt the rezoning with conditions. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The ordinance is adopted. Then to the 
um, back to Alcohol License Review Committee, public hearings. There are several. Agenda item number five, the Class B beer, Class C wine application for Pace Car LLC on High Crossing Boulevard. We'll close the uh, public hearing as there are no registrants. We'll, why don't we um, move forward with some of these before we get to speakers. So I'll then move to agenda item number six, Class B combination liquor and beer license for Regent Market Cooperative on Regent Street. Declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. Declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number seven. Class B combination liquor and beer application for Jang Company LLC on Grand Canyon Drive. There are no, declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. Declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number eight. Class B beer, Class C wine application for Rising Suns Deli LLC on North High Point Road. Declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. We'll declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number nine, Class B combination liquor and beer license for Henry Violas Park Zoological Society. Declare the public hearing open. We do have uh, two registrants available to answer questions, Allison Prangy and Sarah Murphy. Are there any questions for either of the registrants? Seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number 10, a... Class A beer, Class A liquor license for CDF LLC on Cottage Grove Road. Declare the public hearing open. There is a registrant available to answer questions in support, Charles Cones. Um, are there any questions for the registrant? Seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number 11. Class B combination liquor and beer application for Jung LLC on State Street. Declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. Declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number 12. Class B combination liquor and beer application for 961 Nolan LLC on South Park Street. Declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. Declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number 13. A Class B beer, Class C wine application for Incredible India Incorporated on Junction Road. Declare the public hearing open. There are no registrants. Declare the public hearing closed. Agenda item number 14. Class B combination liquor and beer application for Om Indian Fusion Cuisine LLC on East Washington Avenue. Declare the public hearing open. There are two registrants in support available to answer questions. And I apologize in advance. I'm sure I'll mispronounce these names, but um, Sumath Viswanathan and Nancy Viswanathan. Are there any questions for either of the registrants? Seeing none, we'll declare the public hearing closed. And Older Person Rommel, why don't we perhaps stop there, knowing that there are speakers that wish to be heard on agenda item 15. So, Alder Person, I'm going to do a motion on. I move on the report of the Alcohol License Review Committee, items 5 through 14, with the recommended conditions, some of which, most of which are to grant, two of which are with conditions, and one is to deny. 
Thank you. Is there a second? second. Moved and seconded to adopt the report of the Alcohol License Review Committee for agenda items 5 through 14. Any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. Those various licenses are granted. So agenda item number 15, we have several speakers, it appears. And uh, at the appropriate time, we'd also like to uh, discuss agenda item 30, which is a related entertainment license. So agenda item 15 is a Class B combination liquor and beer application for Scani Bar LLC on Regent Street. And if there's without objection, we will also um, hear from those registered for agenda item number 30, the um, 21 plus entertainment license for said premise. Um, so I will declare the public hearing open and um, begin with the applicant um, obviously registering in support and wishing to speak, uh, T.J. Van Wee. Mr. Van Wee. Good evening. My name is T.J. Van Wee. I'm one of the members of Scani Bar, LLC. My partners are... Here tonight, Kelly Jordan. I have two other partners, or we have two other partners, Billy Van Wee and Corey Waterman. Uh, Scani Bar LLC is applying for a Class B combination beer and liquor license, as well as an entertainment license. The current operator, Lucky's Bar and Grill, has both of those licenses. Uh, we'll be rebranding the current bar and restaurant. The inside layout will remain the same. Uh, we'll be making some improvements to update and modernize the bar and restaurant. The hours of operations will remain the same as the current operator. We'll continue to be a sports bar and restaurant. Uh, Billy and I owned and operated Lucky's Bar and Grill from 2005 through 2010, so we are familiar with the property and the operations. We partnered with Corey Waterman and Kelly Jordan, who have about 30 years of experience in the food and bar restaurant industry. Kelly is the current owner and operator of the very successful Big Ten Pub. You know, we will be using cameras and surveillance inside and outside of the bar and restaurant. During any live entertainment, we'll uh, inform the performers to set up in our back room versus currently in the front room. We feel that will help uh, insulate some of the music and noise coming from the bar. Uh, employees will be informed to keep the doors open. At times now, it is not or I mean closed currently, sometimes it's, they're open, and obviously making sure the base is turned down. Uh, we plan to install some signs on the doors to inform our customers that they will be leaving into a residential area. And for that, you know, let's be uh, very considerate of our neighbors. Uh, when Billy and I owned it from 2005 through 10, we had two noise complaints during those five years. Uh, we anticipate having approximately 40 employees. We intend on generating approximately $200,000 in taxes for the state and city of Madison via sales tax, payroll tax, uh, property tax, income tax. And 
you know, we operate our businesses with an open mind and an open door. So if our neighbors do have any concerns, we feel that they should be able to walk right through our doors and come uh, ask and voice their concerns, or they can email us or they can call us on our cell phones. So we feel we want to have that relationship with our neighbors where they can come talk to us at any point in time. Thank you. Ms. Jordan, did you wish to speak? No, at all? I was okay. just in case. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Thank you both. Thank you. Our next speaker in now opposition is Neil Lord from of Jefferson Street. Mr. Lord. Hi, my name is Neil Lord. I live at 1518 Jefferson Street, which is the second house uh, next to County Bar, currently Lucky's. And uh, my main reason for opposition to the uh, entertainment and the, uh, the scope of the alcohol is uh, largely due to the, um, the, the large number of problems that we've been having with uh, the current Lucky's. Um, they have a very loud sound system. It's been keeping us up at night. Um, they operate from 10 o'clock until 2 a.m., um, and it is disturbing, and it's been disturbing um, more than in half a week. Uh, we've been keeping records for the last couple of months uh, of the sound level, and with our doors closed and the windows closed, we still hear the boom, boom, boom of the bass coming in, and it's keeping us up at night. And with their operations, uh, with entertainment, with non-entertainment, just having the uh, sound system with the uh, uh, jukebox or whatever they're running, um, we can, we're, we're disturbed by that. Um, and it, it's, it's happening so often that uh, it's uh, causing a lot of uh, uh, discomfort um, and anxiety on our part. And um, so we're hopeful that the new operators will um, be able to keep that down. but. Since they're advertising to the same type of patrons and the DJs are going to be uh, under pressure to um, get the bar hopping, um, we're hopeful that it's not a problem in the future, but we don't see um, the situation changing um, unless there's uh, uh, really someone there to say that, uh, no, we need to keep the base down, we're going to disturb our neighbors. Mary and I will be, of course, complaining if we do hear noise in the future, and, and I'm hopeful that there, there won't be that problem. But uh, uh, the other issue I want to bring up is the increase in density. Um, Lucky's is the current operator. Uh, they've been granted a license to move half a block down the street uh, where they're going to be um, entertaining uh, currently 160 people, and that's going to be changing to 508. So... Uh, just half a block away, there's two and a half times the number of people that they currently have. Um, tonight they're asking for a continuance of, um, uh, Scotty Bar is asking for the current occupancy of 160 to be continued on. So for us, it's a 250% increase in bars that are just a half block away. Um, one is just two houses away, the other one is probably about six houses away. So this is a, a big increase in uh, uh, People who are drinking, uh, going back to the cars at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. There's been a fair amount of vandalism uh, from people who are walking into the neighborhood, um, people dumping over uh, trash containers. 
people through a concrete block through a car window, um, damage to trees and plants, um, uh, trash, vomiting, that kind of stuff. So it's not a pleasant thing to wake up to in the morning and or to be woken up in the middle of the night. Um, my wife will be speaking about other issues, but uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Our next speaker indeed is Mary Demon uh, of Jefferson Street, speaking in opposition. Hi, hi I'm Mary Diamond, 1518 Jefferson Street. Uh, Neil has owned the house that we live in uh, for 25 years, and um, I've lived there 10 years because we've only been married 10 years. Our house is 60 feet away from the Lucky's building, which will be Scani Bar. Uh, they are due north of us, and our properties line up. Um, I sort of have a little description here. Let's say this is our house. Due north is Scani Bar, shaped like this. So we line up like this, 60 feet between the corner of our house and the corner of the bar. Um, it's not a lot of space. The neighborhood is tight. The houses are close together. Our neighbors, as are we, uh, professional people. There are families with children, retired people on Jefferson Street. It's not a student ghetto at all. I know there are some student rentals, but the people keep the properties up, and it all looks very nice. The noise issue has been pretty much unbearable. Um, I've never had to call the police in my life before on a neighbor, and I've learned, I've gotten the courage to do that now. Um, it's not a pleasant thing. I like to think of my neighbor as my friend, um, but the times we've de dealt with the current owner of Lucky's has had no effect at all. As a matter of fact, just last night, we were awakened with music, and this is after communicating with him, speaking with him, going over and talking with him, um, and even this last meeting, the ALRC, um, with the Scani men here. Um, I did get an email from Billy the very next day, and that night and the very next day, the noise again. Um, they're the landlords of Lucky's. Um, I can't understand why they think it's going to get better. This is a Victorian building. There's nothing but concrete, asphalt, and brick all the way around. When you have that kind of bar with that kind of music to get the kids to come in, even without a, a DJ, the music booms into our house. Um, plus, there's the kind of customer they have. I guess your customers are your friends. Well, their friends are not very nice people. Um, they leave the bar there liquored up, as it were, on the street in our yard, urination. You can about imagine what happens when you get hundreds of college kids drunk. Um, and we live 60 feet away from this, and we've lived there for 25 years. It's much worse than it used to be. Um, I guess, and Neil's, of course, the new uh, Lucky's, it's, just, it's fewer than six houses away. It's probably three. We'll probably hear them, too. Um, it's really a pretty horrible situation. Uh, we haven't had, I haven't had to deal with this in my life before. I've lived in Madison first as a student in the Madison area my entire life. And I've always loved Madison. I've loved the campus. I love working on campus. But this situation has really become quite ugly, and it's changed my life, really. Ordinarily, I would not be standing up here criticizing. They do seem like nice guys, but I can't believe that they can pull this off because it seems impossible to me that that kind of bar could exist in that proximity with, with residential people who have a commitment to the neighborhood and to the Vilas neighborhood. And 
um, do it and be successful as a business. There's a clash there, and I have a feeling that they're going to win. Um, it's very discouraging. I'm very discouraged by it. And so um, thank you. Thank you for letting me speak. Thank you. I, I'm, we, I didn't realize entertainment was on the agenda, um, but we opposed the liquor license. So thank you. Thank you again. There are uh, two additional individuals that have registered, both in support, both available to answer questions, Tim Markson and Kelly Dahman. Are there any questions for any of our registrants? Seeing no oh, you have a question? Okay, so there, there is a question from older person Rommel. Just I would like to, the applicant and the neighbors talk about like what's the existing condition now, and with the conditions that entertainment would be four times a month, is that a change? Is that better? Is it the same? Could both sides explain how that affects you? Mr. Van Wee. The conditions on the entertainment license right now is unlimited, so... It's 365 days a year, so and ours is going to be four times a month. So we feel that is a drastic reduction in you know times where we have live entertainment. And you know I think you know to get at Mary's comment, I think right now you have a lack of ownership oversight. You know I think the owner right now is preoccupied with other businesses. And number two, having probably only another five months on a lease, I'm not sure if the care and the passion is there to run the business the way that Kelly, myself, Billy, and Corey have. You know, we, we have the passion and we have, you know, the drive to make it uh, – what it needs to be and you know we want to be a very good neighbor with Mary and all of our other neighbors Thank you know you. We, we don't we don't want to have I mean, we own the property too and we have five apartments upstairs uh, we got to make sure our uh, tenants upstairs also have you know the quiet enjoyment you know we don't want them being upset or waking up every night due to loud music and they really don't have anybody managing that has experience. So that's where a lot of the problems are coming from. So to answer your question, yes, it is a big change from 365 days to, I guess, do the math, 48 days a year now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. And then, Alder Prisormal, you wanted to hear from, yeah, I, from either um, Ms. Diamond and or Mr. Lord. So. Um, well... They may, it may be 365 days a year, but on their web page, the entertainment, there's an entertainment DJ every Thursday and Friday night and a Madtown DJ every Wednesday night, which are live DJs. The music is every night. It, you know, the only night they seem to sort of be quiet sometimes is Tuesday. Um, so whether or not a live DJ is making the music so loud or they're just turning their speakers up inside and they're calling that entertainment, I don't know. But we're getting it every night. And um, that, didn't always, that wasn't always the case. Um, it's definitely gotten worse. But I know the four nights a month entertainment for Scani, they mean live entertainment. I'm concerned that 
even without a DJ, they can crank the music up. Because you kind of want to when you want to get kids to come in. Everybody wants music, and they want it to have a nice bass that booms through your whole body, through your walls, and through your neighbor's house, and through their bodies, which is exactly what's happening. Uh, speakers are designed to do that. Um, and so that's my concern. It's not just the live entertainment. It's the music that constitutes the lure to get people to come into the bar and um, go up to the bar and drink the beer. And so I don't know what 365 days a year means for entertainment, but I'm also concerned about four nights a month and then the other 28. But, you know, of course, I do have Kelly's cell phone number. Um, we, our our um, complaints have not been respected, have not been respected at all, and so that's also my concern. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Did you wish to add anything, Mr. Lord? No? Okay. Thank you. Are there any other questions of the person, Romo? Could the chair clarify if what a DJ is or the man is, or like the difference between a DJ and then a live band, is that all under the entertainment, to the entertainment license? Just can you just make sure we understand? Indeed it is. Under our ordinances, I recall only karaoke and a one-person acoustic musician is exempt from the need for an entertainment license. Thank you. Is it three? Uh, Mr. Christensen corrects me, so the ordinance says three, three acoustic? Okay. Three, say it again. So uh, the exemption... Uh, uh, where you where you an entertainment license is not needed in a license in a liquor license premise apparently is karaoke which we don't apparently consider entertainment and and a three and a, and, and up to a three person acoustic um, musician band but even one person with amplified music performing would require necessitate an entertainment license Okay, thank you. Can I can I say something? Is it okay? No. Only if there's a specific question, ma'am. Well, this, about the this, uh, karaoke. Is there a specific additional question at all? For, okay, Alderperson Romo does have a follow-up question for you, Ms. Diamond. What's your okay. question, Alderperson Romo? Uh, well, your concerns about karaoke. Okay, um, the, the entertainment. Thank you, Ms. I'm sorry, Madtown DJ advertises you need a karaoke DJ. So I think karaoke might also mean a live DJ, because according to their website, that's what it says. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. So um, I completed your questions, Alderperson Romo. Are there additional questions of any of the registrants? Alderperson McKinney, do you have questions for the registrants? The question of, is this Ms. Diamond? Yes, Ms. Okay. Diamond. Is she still there? Mm -hmm. okay. Ms. Diamond, please. Or her husband. Um, good. Um, can you tell me if the new owners have already, um, they have not taken possession of the, they're waiting for this license to be issued, is that correct? As far as I know. Right. I, don't ask me. Um, and so... So Lucky's what, is still there. Okay, Lucky's is still there. And so your... Um, your comments is based upon the, the, the establishment as it exists now. Yes, it is. Not on the establishment as it will be going forward. That's correct. I'm making the assumption that things will stay the same because they've said that. I'm, of course, we sincerely hope that's not the case, but we don't know what's going to happen, and our only chance to oppose is to come here today and talk to you. Okay. 
Thank you. I just wanted to clarify what your assumptions is that it will continue as it is rather than the proposition that the new owners are making a commitment to change right. things. Is that they correct? are the current landlords, though, so this bad tenant has been under their they own the building and they have when Lucky's was being bad news. Okay. And that, that was kind of a shock to me. I didn't know that. So they, we could have complained to the Van Wees as, as a landlord because apparently if you were a landlord with a bad tenant, the landlord can be held responsible. And so that's also why I'm a little bit dicey about uh, what's going to happen. Okay. So Thank you had my final follow-up question is, is that um, have you had conversation with the prospective new owners? Um, oh, yes. Okay. So uh, has there been any other residents that have met with the prospective new owners and expressed the concerns? There was at the initial meeting that Kelly had at her bar. We had our next-door neighbor, the neighbors after that, and the neighbors after that, complaining about the noise. And also the last, the ALRC meeting, okay. people came and talked about that. Okay, so thank you. In opposition to entertainment. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, Alderperson Carter, do you have questions of the registrants? Yes. I have you a question Alder, Alder for, Carter. for the owners. Mr. Van Wee, Ms. Jordan. My question to you is, have you ever at night gone two blocks or two houses to see if you can hear the music or last month that's what we've been doing since our meeting and they leave the doors open um, the back doors are open with employees because when I'm leaving the Big Ten I go right by there there's I mean they have kids in charge of the bar nobody's watching what's going on Okay, so the neighbors can hear the music because of the things that you just listed, Yeah. correct? Yeah. I mean, the employees are sitting out back with the doors wide open, along with the front doors are always open. I mean, they have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all day. that is something that you're prepared to change? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Alderperson Escort, you have questions of the red... Okay, for discussion, okay. Are there any other questions whatsoever for any of the registrants? Seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed and recognize the person Eskridge. Thank you. I just discussion. want to provide some context for my colleagues because, as you can tell, this is a discussion that we've been having um, for the past few months and many of my residents have been having for years with the current operators of Fluckies. Um, to draw some distinctions that have come up in the questioning, it's um, clear you all can tell by now that the, these are new operators of the bar, so the current um, marketing and operations would be changed under this new license, or at least that's what the, the new owners are proposing. As you can also see in the conditions of approval, I have asked that this license automatically be pulled within a year so that we have some accountability built in to um, hold the new operators to their word so that the neighbors have that sense of assurance that um, they are being heard and that operations will change um, when the new owners take over. So, um, and again, also finding that compromise on the entertainment license to bring that down to only four nights a month is a, a dramatic reduction in their current operation um, ability. So I do believe that we found a good compromise between the neighbors and the new operators, and we um, owe it to the new operators to give them a chance to, to operate this 
uh, bar and restaurant well and as good neighbors, and I expect that they will do that. So I would ask that you support these licenses with the conditions of approval that the ALRC has put forward. Thank you. Happy to answer any questions about the process. We did hold public meetings and have been discussing this. Thank you. Alderperson Rummel, could you uh, offer a, for offer a, a Actually, we, we, I think at this point we should have a motion. Oh, okay, motion um, would be in order on agenda items 15 and without objection, agenda item 30 as well. Is there related? I move approval of item 15, the um, license for Scotty Bar LLC, and item 30, which is the 21 plus entertainment license for Scotty Bar LLC, with the conditions approved by the LRC. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. Moved and seconded to adopt the recommendation of the Alcohol License Review Committee for agenda items 15 and 30. And with that, Alder Person Rommel, you had a question? A uh, question for Alder Eskridge. If, or the ALRC Alders, if they discussed whether to include the door being required to be closed at all times when there is live music was considered as a condition. Alder Person Eskridge, would you like to address that? We did not discuss that as a condition. I would not be opposed to that. It's been a commitment that's been made by the new operators all along that that would be a change that they would make. Um, so I could consider that a friendly amendment. Thank you. I should, oh, can I, yes, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, now I'm wanting to jump in and add something. I did, just so that my colleagues are aware, um, and the neighbors do know this, I did ask that the current operators of Lucky's have their license reviewed this spring um, because, as you can tell, their current operation has not been... Uh, very kind to the neighbors. Thank you again. Then, Alder Person Rommel, did you wish to perhaps amend your motion then? Or, or did you, or just understood that we don't need to do it? I, I think um, I would move that in addition to the 21 plus entertainment license, would be that the condition. And for the regular license as well, the condition that the door be closed during uh, entertainment evenings or events. Thank you. I th unless there's objection, we'll consider that friendly and, and part of the main motion uh, authored by Alderperson Rommel. Is there any further discussion? Uh, One person said, why not all the time? Why isn't the door going to be shut all the time? Alderperson Rommel, did you wish to I, I add something that, I then? feel that that could be friendly. I think the, the point of having it on the license is that the staff see it because it's posted and they're reminded always that if there's live music or something that could spill into the neighborhood, they should close the door. But, you know, um, I, I, that was my initial thought, but I'm willing to accept it as keep the door closed. Why don't you, just for the benefit of the body, please, Alderperson Rommel, why don't you restate your friendly amendment to your own motion <laughs> please as it relates to the door to add a condition to both the um, class B combo liquor and beer license and the 21 plus entertainment license that the the door um, the rear door be closed during um, hours of operation except okay so during all hours of operation as recommended by Alder Person King. Okay, very good. Is there any objection to considering that as part of the main motion? Alder Person Cheeks. Uh, I have a question, I, I think for Attorney May, just I think it's important for words to provide clarity. Um, should we, uh, based on the intention I know that Alder Rimmel has, does it make more sense for this language to say 
that the door not be propped open. Obviously, the door will be opened. Uh, Attorney May, would you like to weigh in on the door? So your point is that the door is at sometimes always is going to be open at sometimes when people go in. And That's out. how people get in and out, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I, I, I'm I'm trying to be specific and intentional. So. Uh, uh, perhaps a better way to word it is instead of saying that the door will be closed at all times, say that the door shall not be kept open. Sure. Yeah. That, that, I, I believe so. I mean, just in terms of a proper reading. Friendly. Thank you. Thank you all for the precise language. So without objection, again, we'll consider that um, all friendly and in order. So, uh, Alderperson Fair, would you like to discuss the motion? Yeah, thanks. A um, couple of things. Um, we have, so on football Sunday, Saturdays, I mean, I've been to the Big Ten, I've been to Lucky's, been to the others. The, the doors are propped open, and there's all kinds of people noise and sometimes music noise as well. And you're not going to tell the difference whether the door is open or not during the day during a football game. But they, for flow and stuff, I think they a lot of times have the door open. So that's my point, specific point. My general point is... This is, um, to me, a bit ridiculous. We have somebody who is saying we are going to have the doors closed when there's entertainment on to, provide, to prevent there being noise in the neighborhood. And I, I won't. I will actually. I will um, acquiesce to the alder in the area actually. But I just want to make my my point for me that this just seems ridiculous. They're they're saying that. We'll do this. We're going to hold, try to hold them accountable in a year to review their license and make sure they're doing what they say. Let's just let them. Prove to us that they'll do it instead of putting a silly little condition on a license. That's that's a point I just want to make. So, but if if the other and others want to go along, I mean, I don't want to upset the apple cart in that way. Thank you, Alderperson Rummel. Do you wish to be heard on this motion again? Okay. Is there any further discussion whatsoever on the motion relating to agenda items 15 and 30? I guess. There is the Alder of the District, Alder Person Eskridge. Thank you. Actually, Alder Fair brought up a very good point that this applicant does hold a beer garden license, which is a separate um, process for the Regent Street area, as everyone is well aware. So doors would be open on football Saturdays. Um, so it does beg the question of the necessity of this friendly amendment. Um, but if we need to amend it again, um, I would be much more comfortable with it saying, the door shall remain. Oh, shall. Give me help, me, Attorney May. Attorney May would like Crafting amendments on the floor of the council. My understanding was that the amendment right now, which was considered friendly, was that the door shall not be kept open during hours of operation. I assume you had except on football Saturdays. Yes. Thank you. Thank you both. Is there any objection to that specific language being part of the main motion? Very good. We're all understand what the motion is. So then, seeing no further discussion, those in favor of the motion to grant the uh, Class B combination liquor and beer license, agenda item 15, and the 21 plus entertainment license application for uh, agenda item 30 with conditions as stated, I will say aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. Those two licenses are granted. That takes us to the final agenda item uh, related to the Alcohol License Review Committee, and that's agenda item 
number 16, a Class B combination liquor and beer application for DLS Events, LLC, on State Street. I'll declare the public hearing open. We do have uh, one registrant in support available to answer questions, Attorney Michael Banks, representing New Orpheum, LLC. Are there any questions for the registrant? Seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Alderperson Rommel, a motion on agenda item 16, please. I move um, the recommendations of the ALRC, which is to grant. Is there a second? Moved and seconded to adopt the recommendation of the ALRC to grant the uh, license for agenda item 16. Any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. That completes the report of the ALRC public hearing items. We do have one additional public hearing this evening, which is the report of the Plan Commission, agenda item 17, a rezoning on 722 Williamson Street in the 6th Aldermanic District. I'll declare the public hearing open. There are registrants all available to answer questions and all in support. They are Lance McGrath. Michael Metzger, Paul Kuda, Mark Schellenpfeiffer, I'm sorry if I'm butchering names here. Uh, so again, those are the development team members all available to answer questions. Are there questions for any of the registrants? Seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Alderperson Rommel, a motion on agenda item 17, please. I move the report of the Plan Commission, Legislature 41996, uh, recommend to Council to adopt with conditions. Is there a second? Moved and seconded to adopt the report of the Plan Commission, agenda item 17, with conditions. Are there any discussion? Seeing no discussion, those in favor of the motion will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The rezoning ordinance is adopted. That will now take us to uh, back to our exclusion list from our consent agenda motion and agenda item 71, a resolution of the City of Madison urging the United States Senate to take action and advise and consent on the President's nomination of Judge Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court of the United States. Is there a motion? A motion to um, adopt the resolution. Is there a second? Moved and seconded to adopt the resolution. Discussion? Alderperson clear. Thank you, Mr. President. I ask for this to be separated because uh, I don't support this resolution. While um, I'm completely in favor personally of the sentiments expressed in it, um, I don't believe it's appropriate for the city of Madison to, as a governmental body to be expressing an opinion on a highly politicized issue on the national level. And uh, so I will be voting no. Thank you. Thank you. Is there further discussion? Alderperson Skidmore. Uh, what Mark said, uh, please record me as abstaining. Thank you. Any further discussion on the motion to adopt agenda item number 71? Seeing none, those in favor of the motion to adopt the resolution will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it, unless there's a request for a roll call vote. There is a request for a roll call vote. So those in favor of the motion to adopt agenda item number 71 will vote aye. Those opposed will vote no. And the clerk will call the roll. Alders Harrington McKinney. 
Campbell. Aye. King. Aye. Paul. Paul, oh, sorry. Well, okay. uh, no. Fair. No. Rummel. Aye. Skidmore has indicated he would abstain. Revere. Aye. Wood. Aye. Zellers. Aye. Aarons. Aye. Paul Day. Aye. Peter Seeloff. No. Carter. Same. Cheeks. Clear? No. DeMar? Is, oh, oh, sorry, it's excused. My apologies. Eskridge? No. Ruber? Aye. Hall? No. We have ten ayes, six noes. And as an abstention, uh, two abstentions, or three abstentions? Three abstentions. Okay. The motion is uh, defeated. Um, for those watching at home and aren't aware, our real rules require 11 votes to adopt any item. So uh, agenda item 71 is not adopted. The uh, next item on our agenda is actually on our addendum agenda, and that's agenda item number 123. Authorizing the City of Madison through its Community Development Division to amend various purchase of service contracts to include programs selected via a competitive RFP process for the purpose of expanding youth employment initiatives. Order person Rommel, do you have a motion, please, uh, for us? I move the report of the Community Services Commission, which is to adopt. Is there a second? Uh, moved and seconded to adopt the resolution. Discussion, Alder person Fair. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just want to take a, a minute here. I know we're, we're going to get out of here early, which is great, but just take a minute to um, thank uh, the co-sponsors and just point out um, and remind people this was something that we obviously passed back as a budget item to expand our youth employment. Um, and just, I guess, remind us that we're, we're, while maybe a relatively small amount of money that we're um, approving tonight, uh, we're doing something pretty big, I think, for the community. Um, we're going to put 115 more kids to... Uh, low-income kids, mostly people, kids of color, to work this summer in some capacity. Uh, and I think that's something that we can all um, be proud of, so I just wanted to say that. And then the other thing, I don't know if you, you know, how deeply you read the resolution or looked at the um, applications to the RFP, but one of the things that we worked on um, was to, be, and I shouldn't say we too much, this, this idea was bubbling out there actually with our agencies, was to start looking at creating a continuum of care in youth employment. Um, and so that, that is actually starting to happen. Um, and so part of this application is these agencies who are receiving the funding, um, Briar Patch, Good, Goodman, um, Oper Operation Fresh Start, and who am I forgetting, uh, Commonwealth, filled a lot of this out together, um, are looking at how to build that um, continuum. They, they have a working group already, it sounds like, um, and they're looking at things like coordinated intake, um, trying to meet kids where they're at and place them into the correct programs, um, so sharing information, sharing common um, outcomes eventually, working with the school district more uh, closely on their pathways program. So, uh, it's really, I think, a great step going forward, and it's something that the city has been interested in the Community Development Division. The agencies seem to be interested in, um, 
And I think this is just a, I just wanted to highlight, I think this is a really good thing, and I hope we, we all can support this moving forward. I know I think we'll support it tonight, of course, but moving forward as something that can really make a mark um, in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons on our community. Um, not, you know, whether it's youth violence prevention or, or other things, so achievement gaps, et cetera. So anyway, thanks to, my, to the co-sponsors, and I hope you can support this. Thank you. Further discussion, Alder Person Palm. I just wanted to be added as a co-sponsor. Thank you. You shall be added as a co-sponsor. Is there any others that have a similar request? Alder Person Rummel, Alder Person Kimball, Alder Person Wood. Is this the type of thing where perhaps without objection the entire Common Council that is present at this moment might be added as a co-sponsor? Without objection, that will be done by the clerk. Thank you. Thank you all. Any further discussion? Seeing none, those in favor of the motion to adopt the resolution will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The resolution is adopted. We're in the um, very end of our agenda here. Are there any uh, items to be introduced from the floor tonight? Any ordinances or resolutions? I personally am not aware of any, but are there any out there? Seeing none, then, before I recognize older person King for the adjournment motion, I do want to certainly wish a happy birthday to older person Fair tomorrow and cordially invite each and every one of you, including city staff that are interested, to join us immediately upon adjournment for uh, the biennial rookie graduation ceremony at the Great Dane uh, a block away. So um, if any of those that are technically graduates now are not able to join us, please see me after the meeting and I will present your certificate of accomplishment, perhaps diploma if you will, uh, privately um, before most of us take leave to the party. Uh, and I'll, as a further incentive, just state that your council leadership is planning on um, taking care of some refreshments for all of you that are able to attend. So unless there's any further announcements at all from the floor, Alder Person King. Moved and seconded to adjourn. Those in favor of adjournment will say aye. Opposed, no. We are adjourned. Thank you all. <laughs>